Hello and welcome back to Technobabble. We still function. We missed a couple of updates. Rising from the ashes. <laughs> the ashes of not being canceled, just not being able to record. But we've done it. We still we keep defying the natural order and the obvious death of this podcast. We keep fighting it. Yeah, even to the point where we're actually recording this over the phone right now, technically almost sort of kind of Skype wasn't working. So we we got a huge workaround, but hopefully this will sound good better to you than it does to us right now cuz to us it sounds absolutely terrible. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we should do a whole yeah, we're just about to do a whole podcast on why the hell can phones sound good anymore? You pay Say you pay like $40 for a flip phone and it sounds just the same as these $900 4G Qualcomm Snapdragon cocksuckers and they all sound the same. Exactly. It's so true. <laughs> That'll be like, tech. we'll just be channeling the future. Technobabble episode 927. Why the hell can't phones sound good anymore? You got these optical implant hologram things and they still sound like you're talking through a tin can. I think by the by the time we hit 937 at this rate, I think we'd be long dead. <laughs> we'll be, oh, well, the, no, the podcast would sound better because our bodies have been reduced to digital components stored in a tank somewhere. Yes, we, we've gotten rid of our corporeal forms. We're podcasting from beyond. And braincasting. <laughs> It'd probably make it one of your other shows a little bit better, though, that's for sure. Or at least a little uh, more accurate. <laughs> Oh, man, this horror movie was so terrible. It sent a shiver down what I remember you that used to be my spine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, who the it's been oh, two man. minutes. Who the fuck are we? I'm your host, Mike King, and producer and stuff. And joining me is my co-host, Rich. Hey, how's it going, buddy? How you doing? You enjoying, are you enjoying our recording process so far? Um, it's been two hours before we got to record this, so... <laughs> Well, there's a difference between wanting to start a show and wanting to finish a show. <laughs> so let's see what. And we haven't started this, so let's get ready to finish. Let's it. see what kind of energy I'm bringing to the table today. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's been a while, but I think we got some interesting gizmos today. Gadgets and gizmos and stories. Oh my. <laughs> well, how about we have a seat? And just listen to what amazing tech gadgets are out there. And with that seat, how about you make that seat the Uno chair? Like Uno is in like... The board game. The card game? Yep. Or is it like Stella, Ella, Uno, sit, sit, sit? I thought it was Stella, Ella, Ola, clap, clap, clap. No, man. No, not anymore. Now that the Uno seat is here, they've changed it. Oh, right. They've gone past your constraints and your rules of what it should and shouldn't be. You're not dealing with the average fold-out chair anymore. <laughs> no, you are not. No, this is a packable, lightweight, and festival-friendly chair that fits in a disc. That's right. Not only can you throw the frisbee around, you can crack that fucker open, pull a chair out of it, plant it, and sit and if you brought a second frisbee you can just stick the legs out plant it in upside down and you have a little beer table and you can actually group them together 
and carry them like you know three or four of them together in one hand very easily as well it looks like because of the uh the straps they have uh yeah like little kind of elastic straps or bungee straps and uh, you can kind of loop those all in your hand and carry them all together really really well it looks so cool honestly it's for uh for just a, a dumb folding chair like there's no smarts in it or anything but um yeah, that's really super cool. The only thing I have an issue with is that's $90, and it's probably $90 American. So, like, what is that in Canadian? A heck of a lot, right? Yeah, I don't know what the exchange rate is currently, although if you wait for the American... $120.01. If, um, if you wait for America to finish its downward spiral... That might actually turn out to be a little cheaper in Canadian. That's true. That might be a better deal for us one day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's a really cool choice, man. With, uh, I mean, like I know we're in the middle of the uh, the winter season right now, but uh, it's always nice to look ahead at the seasons to come. I know I've already started buying some uh, festival passes for the the summer of 2019 already. So. Um, why not uh, have yourself a, a chair ready to go for for when and this has not the concerts and festivals start. And this doesn't matter with the uh, with the winter being around because you can just shovel out a nice little patch of dirt instead of freezing your ass on the cold ground. You can plant this chair around, make a little bonfire. You can have like a little winter That's bonfire true. and have a beer. You know what? And there you too, go. I bet you like having a couple of these in your house too would actually be probably pretty pretty handy especially if you had like maybe like children or something or a big screen because TV. If, if they have a couple of their friends over or something you know and they want to watch uh, yeah like a movie and you know you set a couple of those chairs up boom they can watch the movie you know sitting on the floor in front of the tv you know just having a couple extra chairs to like game on in front of the tv and whatnot right yeah there's mind you again 90 dollars a chair well $90 for a very compact sturdy chair it's a yes, multi-purpose chair but it's not even free shipping unless you buy two of them <laughs> <laughs> and that's in the and that's in the lower 48 so if you're yeah, an american exactly. in alaska well fuck you enjoy your earthquakes is does hawaii count as a lower 48 mm, pretty sure not <laughs> Because it's not really high, right? It's not high up there or anything. It's just off to the side real far. <laughs> it's like it's like lower 48, not the bottom one. Well, I guess. But Wonder anyway, I don't know. I, th I think those are pretty cool, but uh, They're again, I just can't get I can't get over that that ninety dollar. Uh, price tag i don't care how light they are because like I, I, I we watched the video real quick that they have the product video and they look super light it literally looks like you're holding like you know some sire styrofoam in your hand like with how how they're throwing it around um and like when it's packed up i mean but it's just for 90 dollars i'd want two of them at least their weight capacity wait for qvc to get a hold of this once qvc gets a hold of this or the shopping network or something like that it'll be like you know two of them for 89.99 make 12 payments and don't pay any interest for 12 hours or something well, like that right their own weight is just is one kilogram and they can hold 113 kilograms Wait. or 250 pounds so that's they, almost they one, weigh one kilogram that's crazy because like they didn't the way that they were tossing them around in the video 
made them look really light. No, these things like, are really sturdy. Light. I mean, wow, one kilo, eh? So that's like what tuna? Uh, yeah, tuna bit pounds. Yep, yeah, it has an ABS base, seven hundred series aluminum, seven thousand series aluminum poles. I don't know what series means, but it must have to do with like strength or durability. And it's got mm-hmm. 300D polyester ripstop. I guess that's the material. Hmm. So if you know what those specs mean, you can uh, send us a message and let us know. Yeah, you're getting fucked on the price or yeah, that's a pretty fair price. I bet you, you could probably find something like this on fucking Gearbest for like $4 or some shit. <laughs> Wish.com. Alibaba, <laughs> probably. Well, looking at the reviews, but. they say I was pleasant to see how I was pleasantly surprised to see how well this little gem is designed and works. It's quite innovative. I will be adding it to my collection. Another one says, "Cool design, very light, super compact, durable, and tough." What more do you want? Wait a second, collection. <clears throat> so this person has a collection of like interesting, weird chairs. <laughs> yeah, what the <laughs> fuck. Like, what a weird thing to say. Oh, it's almost as weird as this next one. I will be trying this chair out my next archery hunt. Huh. Or... Yeah, I don't know about archery hunts. And, you know, you're going to be sitting there in that chair an awfully long time when you're doing, uh, like, an archery hunt. Yeah, because... And you're going to get bored pretty quickly. Yeah, I'd imagine you'd have to what walk around. What helps you with boredom, Mike? What, what, what do you think would help pass the time? Well, if I was going to be passing the time, I'd probably want to kick back and listen to some Bluetooth goodness on my headphones. Which, ironically, is how we're making this podcast right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. But if I felt like trading up from my $27 headphones, I wanted something a little little better. I could go for the MA650 wireless Bluetooth in-ear headphones which combine elegance and comfort without compromise. They're ideal for active use. They have an IPX4 rated moisture and sweat resistance, stain resistant with a flexible neck band, a 12 hour battery on a single charge, enhanced audio with APTX streaming. So for all you audiophiles out there, that's a little something to, to get your pecker twitching. And a universally compatible remote and microphone, which includes Apple, Android, and Google device control. So, if you're worried, how am I going to get Siri on this thing? Well, it seems like this has you covered. Whether it's Siri, Alexa, or what's the Android uh, servant? Is it uh, Google Assistant? So, what's Google? It says here Android and Google. Yeah. It's like Google Assistant. That's the name of it. So, it's two things that are the same. What? Are you not reading this with me? Crazy. Apple, Android, and Google device. Yeah, it is literally saying the exact same thing. No, I'm looking to figure out exactly what an IPX4 water resistance is because that sounds really tough. But at the same time, they're like, oh, IPX4 rated for moisture and sweat. Uh, Not monsoon season. (laughs) I looked it up before. I forget what it is now. Like moisture and sweat. Like how much of these? These are, don't you love it when you have a whole page full of information, but the price isn't among them? Of course it's not, but they do tell you what they take. We take PayPal, Visa, MasterCard, American Express. You just don't know what you're going to, you can't buy you don't know what you're going to be charged on that. 
Or how to buy them, for that matter. Retailers. Okay, so what comes with this thing? You get a you get these wireless headphones with a neckband. You get a sports clip, a stainless steel ear tip holder. Comply T TSX four hundred ear tips, whatever that means, and it has a USB C charging cable. Which, you know, those things seem to be taking over, but there's still a lot of devices that use the micro USB charger. So, which sorry, which one is it? I'm still trying to find something. This has like, a USB-C charging cable. Oh, okay, good. That's USB-C is the best. I have USB-C on many things now. And it is not on freaking Amazon.ca. Okay, so if you want to These know people what... people are liars. <laughs> if you want to know what IPX4 is, what does it mean and why do you need it? It turns out IPX0 is zero protection. IPX1 is protection from dripping water. IPX2 means protection from vertically dripping water. IPX3 means protects from sprays up to 60 degrees. IPX4 protects from splashing water no matter what the direction. IPX5 protects from water jets at any direction. IPX6 protects from powerful water jets, which is probably more means it's dishwasher safe. IPX7 protects in water up to 3 feet. One meter and IPX eight protects when immersed in water over three feet. Hmm. Interesting. So they're just like slightly better than like water resistant, pretty much. Which is still good because imagine if, if you're yeah. taking these things when you're out. Uh, well, you, you, if you're taking these things, I when still you're going can't outside, find a price anywhere. You would still have to deal with rainfall, or if you're going jogging or something. You definitely these you definitely want something that isn't going to be rendered useless by the fact that you're sweating and oh issuing moisture from your ear holes. Yeah, well, true. I cannot find a price on these anywhere. <laughs> I can only find this the cheaper shitty model for forty dollars. I thought I had something more about that, but I guess I don't. Oh, they're uh, nine thousand <laughs> yen. Or something nine thousand. I think that's yen, maybe. I don't know what that squiggle mark. So means. ninety dollars. <coughs> oh, maybe they're rupees. No, RHA. Yeah, that's rupees or something from India, right? So oh. nine thousand rias or rupees or something. So that's I don't know, probably like eighty bucks or something or seventy bucks. I think, right? What? Yes. No. Maybe so. Promise to proceed. Yeah, speaking of proceeding, let's move on from this shit show of an article. And it's totally my fault, I'll cop that. To something adorable. Remember the robot dogs that were a big craze in the late 90s, early 2000s? No. You don't remember? No. The What what dogs? The little ibos. Robot dogs. Ibos, it had no, like a little it? it had like a little beagle. That was made out of plastic, and he'd be he'd like lean forward, and you could like make him uh, catch a ball that had a magnet in it, and it would attach to his nose, and he'd move it around. Oh, his nose moves. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that dog. No, I'm just joking. I totally remember Ibo. Also, side note, 170 dollars Canadian for the fa- for the phones. No, for yeah, for the headphones. Oh fuck that. So that's a terrible price. <laughs> 
Yeah. You really love your overly expensive, cool technology. <laughs> and what can I say? I like spending other people's money. <laughs> Which is why you don't actually own any of these products. <laughs> and that's probably why our Patreon is non-existent. <laughs> yeah, well, that and so is our episode list. <laughs> well... I did. I did. So, uh, when someone's I was younger, failing though, at marketing. The Ibos, those Ibos. When I was younger, I totally wanted one. I loved them so much. Like I, I'm. I've been a dog person all my life. I don't currently have a dog, and I can't wait to get one. Um, there's some life challenges in the way of of having a dog that I, I just don't feel like it would be fair to the dog uh, for where we are in our lives right now. So we're waiting, but uh, I cannot get wait to get one. But having something like this would be a kind of like something that would help you transition well also into if you're a dog you know getting a dog again. also if you're a dog lover but you just you got allergies or you're in a you're in an apartment or some living situation that just doesn't allow pets you can have this son you can have this little cute guy or better yet fuck with your cat <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure they don't. There's a reason they didn't make a robot cat because you'd be charging for 23 hours. Yeah, well, exactly that, and everybody. I fucking hate cats. That, and he would ignore you. They're 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 cute, but like they're so. I fucking hate cats. He would he, when them. he's up, he would ignore you half the time, and when you go to give him scratchies, he'd be nice for about a good 10 to 40 seconds. He would have a random number generator to determine when he would fucking scratch you out of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So the Ibo, it came into in a. Um, it's 90s. pronounced Abo. A I. It's twenty eighteen, so bitch. I. Get it right. <laughs> I just love fucking with you. So the Alpo is getting an expensive comeback. <laughs> so before you dust up the dog collar, make sure to check the price tag on that little doggy in the window. The one with the mechanical oh, tail. Yeah. Because it is $2,899. And instantly, it doesn't matter how fucking cute this is, fuck that noise. Well, that's a ridiculous amount of money. For sure, for something like that. But do you know how much that is in Canadian dollars? Well over three. Three thousand eight hundred sixty-six dollars <laughs> and forty cents. Oh fuck no! So that is basically buying yourself like a nice old Miata. This thing's been. You could buy like a Miata with that, or like a Jetta. You could buy a Jetta, an old, a nice old used Jetta, or a Civic for the price of this robotic dog. Yep, and it's been selling in Japan since January of twenty eighteen. Because the original... And it's finally coming here. Yeah, Hooray. The, we can sell none. Yeah, the original model went from 1999 to 2004. And it says, like, there's 4,000 parts in this product. The eyes are made of OLED, which makes it adorable, but also great for capturing photos. And the Cortec is built around image sensors. It's got 22 axes, axes of movement and more flexibility than most robots. And it's showing Sony's innovation and commitment to the future and probably a bit of branding along the way. Speaking of robots, have you seen that robot that uh, like vaults up the boxes? What? So you know how they've got those those robots um, 
that, you know, like they can walk up or down stairs. And then there's one that like runs on a treadmill and you know oh, what I mean? Yeah, like they're videos doing more and things, right? Yeah. So now there's a company and I think it's just another rival company of those guys. I don't think it's the same company. I could be wrong, but I saw a video where it's literally jumping up um, like giant, like Indiana Jones style wooden shipping boxes that are all like stacked on top of each other to like kind of make a stairway almost. But like they're like a good like what foot and a half like tall or something or two feet tall or something like that. And then they're stacked and it's jumping from one to another. So it's jumping with its right leg to jump onto the first box with its left leg to jump off of that onto the next box with its right leg. So it's not like going up to the first step and then bringing its other leg up to the first step. It's skipping a step with each leg. Hmm. You know what I mean? So it's vaulting itself. Like there's people who can't do that shit. And now there's a robot that can do that. Hmm. Like how fucking scary is that? And it's going up it and it's got no wires. There's no more wires on it. Like it's not connected to a power source or wires or anything anymore. It's completely wireless. Like, dude, that's literally like the T1. <laughs> Only 990 more, nine more versions until we're all fucked. Until, we're, until we reach the liquid metal stage. Yeah, exactly. We have 998 more versions of this robot until humanity just basically expires. <laughs> until we've run our course. <laughs> so be prepared, people. Uh, well, one thing this thing has over the old uh, the old dogs is that... It's way cuter. Yep, and you can download the dog's robot, the robot dog's memories onto a cloud-based app. So if this thing ever breaks... You can just be like, I want to give Sparky's soul to another dog. <laughs> now you're Sparky well, I mean, too. That's kind of cool though. But yeah, I like that. I yeah, like that. Well, people have been but people I mean, are like, furious that Sony uh, discontinued repairs because if they can't get access to the parts they need, the 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 owners complain that it results in their eyeballs death, and they actually people have had funerals for their eyeballs. I well, man. If I'm gonna spend four grand on a on a pet, even if it's a robotic, you know what I mean. You might as well go the extra mile and spend another two or three thousand on its funeral. <laughs> if you're spending four thousand dollars on a robot, you definitely are already that kind of person that needs that much attention. You need something. But to here's the question, you. Mike: Where do you hold an Ibo funeral? Do you hold it in a in a funeral um, home? Do you hold it at a cemetery? Oh, or no. do you hold it at a recycling plant? <laughs> well, <laughs> you take it back for a deposit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, can you get money for the battery parts and, you know, like put it up on Kijiji as spare parts and yeah. sell it off for people trying to fix phones yeah. and resell them at a higher what price? What you do is that you hold a funeral for it in the backyard you bury it, and then you get a fine from the Environmental Protection Agency for putting for putting non-degradable circuitry and circuits in the ground. Yeah, let's not do you that. You get an environmental impact statement. That's that's the yeah. final funeral cost. I am not down with that. No, jeez, that is not good news. But you know what no, is? No, but you, what is good news? Good everyone what is good news is solar panels are now being able to recoup their costs faster by following the sun and i can't believe people haven't done this shit before like how hard is it to get a camera to point at the sun and just be like move this panel to where there is power 
but it it seems well they do do that <clears throat> well it seems like they didn't some of them they didn't until a clever teen scientist figured it out just before halloween of this year because a 13 year old little scientist has won a top science prize by creating a program that allows solar panels to generate more electricity by following the location of the sun from dawn till dusk now georgia hutchinson's experiment is built on a similar premise if a solar panel is able to follow the sun at all times they'll generate more electricity the more electricity they generate, the faster they can pay off their purchase costs and utility bills. And and here's the problem, which I can't understand. When you get most solar panels, they're fixed. Why? Well, a lot of them, not all of them. They have, there are some that follow them, like um, a few blocks away from me, actually. Uh, there is a solar panel that's, I think it's run by Hydro Ottawa, actually, but um, it's totally on a movable platform, and it it can be moved depending on where the sun is during the day. Yeah, but what's um, moving? There is also is the pan a motor. Yes, but is the panel itself moving, or is it getting the is it getting the instructions to move from a separate computer? Well, I would assume a separate computer. Yeah, because it says there are solar panels that are equipped with trackers that allow them to follow the sun by moving along two axes, but they are incredibly expensive. So as a means of maximizing their exposure, she borrowed an equation developed by the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. And the equation uses a person's location to state exactly where the sun will be in the sky at any given time. She then used that equation to program a solar tracker so that the panel could always point directly towards the sun at all times. After that, she Hmm. ran experiments to compare how much electricity her data-driven solar panel could generate, and the results were impressive. And in the Bay Area, data-driven dual-axis solar trackers could reduce the payback period of solar by up to 40%. Wow. That's really cool. I love solar. Have I told you that I like solar, Mike? <laughs> Have we discussed how much we love solar on this show before? I can't say it's come up. And she got... Mm, you sure it didn't come up during a Technado episode? I don't know what you mean. Like, t- tornadoes. We don't we, we don't live in any tornado areas. I don't know what you're talking about. No. This is not Ontario Tornado Alley. No. So... She said she got the inspiration from her uncle, who said that uh, he had invested in some solar panels and that in 20 years they'd have free electricity. And she just thought 20 years is way too long. So that inspired her to create a data-driven dual-axis solar tracker. And in recognition for her program, the 7th grader won the $25,000 top prize in the Broadcom Masters competition which is one of the most prestigious science and engineering competitions for middle schoolers in America. Over 2,500 young teenage scientists are considered for their experiments in STEM-related fields. So this kid is going to be an up-and-comer. I mean, you win $25,000. This kid is already... By the the time most kids are starting a paper route, she's already put a down payment on her first car. Oh, yeah. She's definitely going to be... Uh, doing things for the rest of her life for sure and you know what um i i I love that she's done this but i have to say i can almost guarantee that the reason that uh she was able to acquire all this knowledge and be such a well-rounded um you know mini adult 
you know, growing child is probably because her parents put down their phones at dinner. You ever thought about doing that, Mike, when you're when you're with other people at a restaurant, you thought about just putting down your phone? Because I feel like when we're out eating with people, we're out socializing. We just always have our phones in our face, don't you? Yeah, maybe. Although I, I try to avoid that by hanging out with interesting people. Ooh, okay. Shots fired. Shots <laughs> fired. Well, uh, a new UK family restaurant has actually decided to try and take that on themselves instead of just uh, by forcing you to hang around with interesting people. Now you can just go to this restaurant. <laughs> so they've basically what they've done um, is you can go in and opt into a program where a quote unquote program or a campaign that they're running so that you can put your device in a no phone zone box on the table, no phone zone. Uh, which is basically a lock no phone, phone zone. or a phone lock. They know. <laughs> They know better. You put it in a, uh, a lock bag or something like that, much like you would at, like say, like a Dave Chappelle show or something like that. Um, and it locks up your device for the duration of the meal so that you're forced to interact with your family, your friends, your coworkers, whoever you're there with. Uh, and I think that that is a hilarious idea. But what makes this even more funny is the fucking clickbait ability of this headline that I saw. So... The headline, and this is from the independent.co.uk website, right? Mm -hmm. So the headline is, um, what was it? Frankie, Frankie and Benny's becomes UK's first family restaurant change to ban mobile phones. But if you read the article, Mike, they don't actually ban anything because if if a restaurant was to actually say, yeah, you can't use your cell phone in here. If you do, you get kicked out. You know how many people would be in that restaurant, Mike? <laughs> fucking none <laughs> so it's more of a suggestion right so it's it's just hilarious how you know clickbaity this is because you run across that and you know anybody's gonna do exactly what i did i was like oh my god there's a place that's banning cell phones i need to see about that oh, this, and I then you read about it site. and they're not banning it it's, it's a suggestion i fucking hate this site <laughs> The ads on this are terrible. As soon as the page loads, oh my gosh! As yes. soon as the page loads, one quarter of it is a Walmart ad, and then the other two thirds of the page are just like a shit ton of YouTube videos, like with the uh, yeah. five windows that you or, or like nine windows you can click on, like the fucking Brady Bunch. And then yeah, after this you is the only way down, that they can get people to go to uh, websites for newspapers anymore. Yeah, only when you scroll down an entire page, then you get to see the headline for this article. Okay, hold on. Four. Okay, wait. No, that's... I'm going to try and count the ads on here. One. Uh, let's see. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. 21. Yeah, some of these are blocks. 22, 23. Some of these are blocks of ads. 24. So that, no, no, I'm counting each individual clickable ad. Yeah. So there's 24 on the whole page, roughly. I might have missed one, but 24, 25 oh. on the entire page. And this is why people don't go to your websites anymore, you assholes. Stop fucking putting this, like, that's just ridiculous. I'll click on an ad if you target it properly to me. You don't have to put 12 in my face. Just put one good one. You know what I mean? And speaking of putting one 
good one in front of my face. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, that 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 was terrible. That was terrible. Anyway, you know what? I really uh, I I was at Walmart the other day, Mike, and I saw this, and it's a big craze that's happening right now. Um, I don't know if you've if you've noticed over the past couple of years, but nostalgia is a big thing right now, um, especially for gamers. Have you noticed that at all anywhere? Game. Nostalgic gaming devices, maybe, or nostalgic games coming out. You know, I, I I can't say that nostalgia has ever come up on my Playing with Power podcast, where we talk about the old Nintendo Power magazine, or the Taste Test Retro Gaming with Flavor, where we discuss old Nintendo and Super Nintendo era games. I can't say that nostalgia has ever come up on either of those podcasts. I fucking hate that I just opened you up for that. <laughs> that was amazing, but I fucking hate you. <laughs> so, um, with things like the, you know, PlayStation Classic, the Super Nintendo Classic, the Nintendo Classic, the Sega Genesis Classic, the Atari Classic, and the soon-to-be-released Nintendo 64 Classic, which I, for one, think that if I was going to buy one, that would probably be it. Either that or the 3DO Classic. I love the fact that this uh. that this first picture here has a uh, cute Asian gal, which is which is one thing that impresses me. The second thing is it looks like she's playing next to my doctor. What, I haven't even said what it is yet. Ah, uh, well, you just you're just really spoiling stuff here. You're I, just jumping all around. I didn't around say me. what she was playing. <laughs> so anyway, um, with all of these you know new nostalgic gaming devices out, uh, a company called Arcade One Up, who is uh, I guess a subsidiary of Tastemakers, is one of the many companies that's taking advantage of this trend, and they're actually selling ikea style arcade cabinets so basically for 399 dollars give or take depending on where you live uh, and if it's on sale i guess or not you get yourself a i think it's like three quarter uh scale fully working original two-player cabinet and they've got uh, a street fighter cabinet that comes with three different versions of street fighter 2 They've got a Pac-Man version that comes with two different versions of Pac-Man. There's a Galaga Galactica. There's an Asteroids one. Uh, there's Rampage. There's there's a whole slew of these things made by this company. They're about four feet tall. You can buy a riser separately, but they look super cool and so much fun. I want one so badly, and I'm so glad that Nostalgia is back because... You just you're gonna keep seeing things like this all the time. I'm pretty sure, and they're gonna get cheaper and cheaper, and it's gonna get more fun. I'm pretty sure for about four hundred dollars, you could put like a RetroPie configuration into this thing. Oh yeah, for four hundred dollars, if you had any DIY skills whatsoever, you could build yourself a full sized one with like eight thousand games on it for sure. Definitely, but the point is, is a this is fully painted and it looks like the originals. You know what I mean? Whereas you might not be able to do that yourself. So it's retro nostalgia it's, for people that are all thumbs. Well, it's 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 for, you know, the, your average consumer, right? Because most people don't want to sit there and have to, uh, you know, find the blueprints, then go out and get all the wood, sand it, and then cut it, and then put it together, and then prime it, and then paint it, and then get graphics on it, and then hook up all the electronics, and then get this, and then that. It, it's a lot of work, right? Like couple hundred hours probably put into it yeah. 
if you're doing it by yourself. Or you could, plus, it's going to cost money. Or, or you can go to Walmart and make a one-stop shop and buy this. Or you can buy the PlayStation Classic with the 20 older games, including Final Fantasy, Ridge Racer, and Twisted Metal, which I found in this article. Yes, you could. Although, personally, I think that the the uh, pull of this is the fact that it's a full-size a uh, stand-up arcade also... There are a few people on YouTube who are already hacking this with a RetroPie. So you take out the controller that's in there and you, you put a RetroPie into it, hook the controls and the screen and the speakers up to the RetroPie, boom, now you've got your MAME arcade, basically, right? So The MAME shit sink. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's just it's so much fun. It's so cool. I I love that stuff combines like this. the best. Of, that combines the best of both worlds. You get a polished cabinet well, that exactly. doesn't require a bunch of input on your end, and you just get to rip out the guts and say, "All right, now here's where the real money goes in." I would, and the only thing that I would say would be even cooler is if you could get these with a coin box so that you can rip <laughs> off all your friends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or also, just I mean, like you know. Seeing this in, in like a restaurant or a bar or something would just be amazing. You know what I mean? I, I would certainly spend a few more minutes inside of a bar drinking with my friends or whatever if there was something like that laying around. Even if it was a free play, I'd, or more so if it was a free play, of course. Yeah, and then they have but. an Atari. It mentions in the article an Atari Pong table, which is a large coffee table with round built-in controllers that are a little smaller than an adult hand. There are three-dimensional paddles and a square dot that literally glides across the table's four-foot surface using magnets and servo motors. You're not looking at a digital screen, but a fully functional mechanical version of the game. It is real-life Pong. How fucking sweet is that? That's super cool. How come they don't have a picture of that shit? (laughs) Or even a link for that matter. Good lord, that's hilarious. Bunch of jerks. But uh... I I, I love this new nostalgia... um, movement though because even i think it's in uh later this month or in january uh i think it was nyco is going to be releasing a labo style add-on for the nintendo switch which is basically a cardboard arcade cabinet that you're going to fold together and you put your nintendo switch screen (laughs) in the front of it and then you put the two joy cons on like uh into the front of it you know on an angle just like you would your controllers and then now it's it's a tiny little tabletop arcade system and i cannot wait for that to come out from what i understand it's going to be like a hundred dollars and come with a few games or that you can download or something you like can that use your, oh my god you can use your own cardboard and do that again with the having to make it stick it together you know, make sure it stays, make sure it can support the weight of not only the switch, but also you banging on it the whole oh time. Oh my god, because this table is so you're hitting the buttons. They really should have they really should have added this pictures to the table because it says here that the table it's Bluetooth enabled, so you can control the you can control it with your phone. There's USB slots for charging your phone, you can stream music through it, use it as an alarm clock, and it's waterproof because it is after all a coffee table. But it doesn't come cheap because it retails for $3,800. And although they've only been on the market for a few months, they are selling. But the question is, where and what does it look like? Right? 
because these people didn't even put a link in. Like, how ridiculous is that? It's from Eunice. That you would talk about something on on your your website. Oh, my gosh. I found them. They look so beautiful. These are real, actual Oh, my God. Machines, the lighting though. on this thing is fantastic. They're re- they're act- this is real arcade machines. This is just... Because those are going to be super expensive. Yeah, exactly. Thousands and thousands. So this isn't something that an average consumer can get. But the 1UP arcade units or arcade 1UP from Walmart and probably other retailers as well are something that you can afford and you will be able to get at $399. And uh, that's pretty freaking sweet. I love this video. We need to include this video on the uh, when we air this episode. Real life physical pong. It's a thing of beauty. You're hilarious. You know what else is hilarious, Mike? Mm, Actually, tell me. Speaking of really dumb, 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 dumb things that are just funny. In other words, perfect for you. <laughs> I like how you turn that back around. Uh, the Alexa is now integrated into <laughs> integrated Billy the Bass. <laughs> Now, I don't know if you remember Billy the Bass or if that was even his name back in the day, yeah. but there used to be a singing bass that would sing, you know, Mar- Bob Marley songs to you. And now it's an Alexa. Yes, you can talk to it and ask it questions and it will dance and move its mouth answering said questions to you. And this is just hilarious. I think this is one of the funniest gifts that you could possibly buy for somebody. So it's a um, it's a voice activated big mouth Billy Bass. So now and it's only forty dollars. So now you can get that mouth to bass action. Like forty dollars for an Alexa that's also shaped like a big bass. That is freaking hilarious. I think that that would just be one of the best possible gag gifts you could get somebody. Or, I mean, I guess serious gifts too, if somebody's like a serious fisher or something, but like, you uh, know, I've some, I don't, I don't, I don't personally, I don't see any serious fishers who are also like crazy Amazon Alexa fans. I just don't see those things crossing over. Oh uh, yes. We can call it bass to mouth. And then there we go. Bass to mouth. I like to fish and fuck. <laughs> Oh God! Oh, um, well, you know there's a I'm, video somewhere of some guy actually using the talk, using the mouth portion of that bass for something unseemly. Oh no, I was uh, I was quoting a uh, a line from a Joe Rogan podcast I just watched the other day. They were talking about making a a bait shop and a an adult sex store all in one, so you could come and get your fishing shit and your fucking shit all in one place. <laughs> <laughs> You can get. You see over there on the left, that bait tackle will really do something good. But you know what sells even better than that? Rubber dicks. <laughs> you get an aisle three. Rubber dicks. You get a nice dildo. Fish and fuck your friends down a fish and fuck. You get a you get a nice dildo with rainbow scales on it. <laughs> so terrible. Well, that's about uh, that's about it for me. Um, I just I I saw that and I had to bring it up. It was the funniest freaking thing. It does notifications. It does alarms. Uh, it does have a video. We will be including it, so you will be able to find the link. It is too funny. You need to watch this, or you could just look up Big Mouth Billy Bass demo, and be able to see this yourself. It is quite funny. 
Mike, are there any other shows that you haven't plugged already that you need to talk about? Or can we just uh, can we just get right to the social medias? Well, I think we can skip talking about the Graveyard Shift, the horror podcast with me and Sheldon Brown talking about amazing horror and movies. And in a recent episode with Rich, we discuss video That's drum. Right. I decided to drop by and ruin their recordings, too. <laughs> Well, he wanted to take all of his numerous years of podcasting experience and show how much it didn't add up. <laughs> yeah, rookie mistakes and in, in, in not looking at what microphone is actually being recorded. What can I say? He's only been at it twice as long as I have and didn't know what Mikey was recording with. So enjoy that. <laughs> It's actually quite a good episode. It's it's really funny. We I, I had a blast recording it. I can't wait to go back and, and uh, do another episode with you guys. Even though I hate horror films, hopefully you guys will pick something else that I can handle that's not too crazy. Um, and uh, we could do it again sometime. But it's a hilarious listen. Check it out on uh, iTunes or you know any of the other services. I'm sure you guys are on what Stitcher and Spotify. Stitcher, Spotify, and- Podbean. Uh- we're on some uh, Google Play, we're on some Mexican Google Play podcasts. <laughs> we're on some Mexican podcast networks. I don't know why we never put them. We never put ourselves there, but somehow we just got copied along there. Well, I mean, when you're just that good, you end up migrating. I guess you're just like migrating across the internet borders. <laughs> <laughs> It's nice to know that you got to build walls, damn it! It's nice to know th- internet it's walls nice to know for these internet tubes. It's nice to know something's migrating over to the uh, to the South American side. Yeah, really, eh? <laughs> um, well, yeah, that's awesome. So, Mike, where can people follow you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Mike King. Just don't look for just don't look for any of the uh, the interesting Mike Kings like firefighters or uh, sheriffs. And then you'll probably find me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, isn't that the truth? <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's uh, it for this episode. Um, I'm Richard. And I'm Mike. And I'm not really on the internet. So <laughs> we will see you next episode here on Technobabble. It is now safe to power off your device. Ooh. Oh, am I supposed to stop? <laughs>